Welcome to episode 413 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's riding with only two wheels of our tricycle. In this episode, we talk about the art of the Mandalorian and hidden leaders. I'm Andrew Sale. And I'm Lauren Rubin. So get ready for 66% of the team, but 100% of the awesome. Punch it, Chewy. off every episode by going around the table which is where we talk about something new fun and noteworthy about our weeks and you will have noticed in our introduction uh, that there was a glaring omission and uh, if you listened to last week's episode you learned when we did <laughs> that patrick wasn't going to be here today so yeah. uh so h- happy birthday patrick right lauren happy birthday yes <laughs> um and uh so he's he is uh celebrating the way that he does, which is uh, by driving somewhere. <laughs> I think he's going to be in the car for a long amount of time today. That's that's what not, I understand. Not too bad. He helped me out this morning, and they have a quick drive to the beach, and then they get to chill out, so that sounds amazing. Okay, awesome. Um, so happy birthday, Patrick, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll see you next week. Um, oh, So, Lauren, why don't you just kick us off with our Around the Table this week? Will do. Um, I had a pretty, like, chill week, honestly. Like, there isn't a lot of, like, new stuff coming out. We're in the, like, in-between week for a lot of shows. Like, a lot of things ended last week. So, I just sort of caught up on a lot of things. Um, been watching a lot of Taskmaster, still playing Animal Crossing. Um, finished Invincible, and the finale was freaking awesome. So, uh, catch up on that show if it was, like, sort of interesting before. I think the finale, like, made it, like, one of my favorite shows of the year now. It's I believe really that good. show has been picked up for seasons two and three already if i heard that yes i'm so happy to hear that because like i had only really heard like critics talking about it which is great you know but i was like not really hearing enough like regular people talking about it where i'm like oh if enough people aren't watching this it's not gonna get renewed you know so i kept trying to like tell people to watch it but hearing that makes me really excited good i (laughs) i tried watching the first episode i don't know if it was the time of day or if i had just had other stuff going on in my brain but i couldn't I couldn't get over the hump. So I should say this. I was not a fan yeah. of like the uncanny X-Men TV show back in the 90s. Like, Oh, see, that, I like grew up on that. I know. Like, I know uh, you did. The, like X-Men Evolution. Yeah. And and it feels very much like that. And it's that's not necessarily my brand of or even this is an unpopular opinion. Uh, the animated like Batman, the animated series like. I wasn't like was not my was just not Dang. my thing. I just didn't I didn't care for it and I didn't really get into it. Um Yeah. And, so, and this is certainly like straight in that style. Absolutely. Like they're, they're doing that intentionally. They I are think. in that lane. And so mm-hmm. I couldn't couldn't really get into it. Um I will give it another chance. I didn't even finish the full first episode. So I know okay, I didn't I was gonna give it say because like the beginning of the first episode is slow, but the ending of it is kind of what sets the like chain off uh, for the rest of the season. So sure. I think it's like, just get through the first episode, but sure. if you don't I, like that, you're not going to like the rest of it. So <laughs> I never, I never write anything off without at least watching the first episode for sure. Like and right. sometimes I give it a couple of episodes because I know some shows take some time to, to kind of, you know, wade into the waters of. So, um, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, seasons two and three have already been renewed with Amazon, Amazon, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations. It's going to be Lauren. great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy that like finally a show I like is getting renewed. You know, <laughs> it mm-hmm. doesn't always happen. 
the maybe like other big thing that happened this week um, is that like my vaccines are like fully effective. So I've started to like hang out with people again. Uh, I had some friends over and we played board games. Um, Andrew, have you ever played Betrayal at House on the Hill? Yes. It's like a big favorite in our house. Yeah. yeah. We played uh, one round of that. It usually takes like somewhere between like an hour and two hours for a round, depending on how quick you are. But we had a lot of people and we were being really silly while we played. So it definitely like dragged it out a bit, but we had a really good time playing. It's How so many much people fun. did you have playing? Because I think you can only play up to six or seven, right? Yeah. So we had um, eight people at the house. So we just like teamed up um, uh, so that like uh, we could play with enough people and that worked out pretty well. And then like, especially because like we would pair people who hadn't played the game with someone who had. So that also helped like speed the game up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't having to explain but, it to everybody. Mm-hmm. But because there is like a bit of explaining to do in the beginning, but it is quite easy once you like know the idea it's just like a lot of dice rolling and kind of symbols and stuff you have to learn but it's like once you got those 10 things down you're good to go it's a great game it's so much fun i really like the like fantasy expansion they've done too and like i think we'll end up buying that eventually because we play this game like the most i think out of all the board games we have it's awesome awesome yeah we we own that game i Mm -hmm. have played it once since i've owned it i played it a couple times before that um and they have a, several expansions now. I don't know about the fantasy one, but I know they have the witch one. Yeah, we have at least one that's like for the house that adds the like roof and stuff. Um, but then like they've done like completely separate games where like this one's a haunted house. And so like the fantasy one is like you're exploring like a market type thing. Oh, OK. And they have. Yeah, I believe they have a legacy version of this now. Which means oh, like I didn't know that. Yeah. Whatever happens in the in in each game affects the subsequent game so like if oh yeah yeah. if a character dies off that character stays dead you can't pick them up and and play with them again the next game and so you tear up cards i'm guessing because it's a a lot like pandemic where like stuff gets shuffled in and then as you bet you're like gonna yeah mark up the rooms too like adding extra like dumb waiter spaces or things like that you know like that help you get around faster or whatever like all that kind of stuff Yeah. yeah it's a good it's a good game for that it's it seems interesting because there's so much that can there's so many variables in it. Why don't you give a quick explanation of what that game is for people who haven't played it? For sure. So um, the basic idea of the game is like you're exploring a haunted house and it's very it looks like Clue sort of the board um, a little bit like just the style of it. And so you have like a tile that's like um, the front of the house and then like the basement and the like upper landing. And you kind of like each character has um, a little like character sheet basically but it's very simplified and like you can see how many spaces you move and you kind of explore the house and um the way you explore the house is you go into an empty room and you draw like a random tile that's like for your floor and then it will have like different events or like hauntings and different things that can happen or like you'll get an item that will help you um fight ghosts or whatever uh later on because once you get enough omens um you have to like keep rolling a dice every time you get an omen and if you roll lower than the number of omens you have someone becomes haunted and so that kicks off like a whole second part of the game where like one or maybe two people like are now on a separate team basically and they're fighting against everyone else in the house based on different scenarios like the one that we had on saturday was um there was like uh like a cursed diary or something they opened it and then became medusa and so like they loosed all these like cursed statues in the house that like could help us um the people who weren't um 
but uh, Gorgon or whatever, you know, uh, yeah. get away from her. And like, if she's in like an adjacent room, she could petrify you or attack with all these like special things. Basically, like the one person gets like souped up enough to be able to fight everybody. And it's pretty 50 50 on all the times that we've played on whether or not we win or lose. But it's so much fun because like it's usually pretty like insane what ends up happening by the end because you're very evenly matched with the like player against the monster. Um, unless you don't have enough house to explore. Cause like one time we had like got haunted on like the second like omen roll and it was the worst because they're like oh we have nowhere to run we have no items we're just screwed um but it's like super fun and i love that like every time you play the ending is different like we had one where like there was a mad scientist in the house and he turned everybody into um mice and we had to run away from like giant monster cats uh, there's one where like we were werewolves. There's a whole bunch of different stuff. Like yeah, there's like a billion so there's different a whole scenarios. Separate book that and and what's yeah, cool yeah. about this game is it's asymmetrical in the sense that everyone's doing the same. Everyone has the same objective at the beginning, and then like you said, when you roll the omen, then depending on what you roll and depending on what, what item ca- triggered what, it, yeah, yeah, what items trigger it, what what health people have, where they are in the house, various various things come into play mm-hmm. determines who then becomes the person or persons who are who now have a whole a wholly separate objective and yeah like they have to go in another room and yeah read their instructions separate from you so that like um because there's definitely like things that you're not supposed to know and like how to defeat them and like vice versa that are objectives change make it really fun yeah yeah and it's it's Mm -hmm. really it's really unique it's really cool um Mm -hmm. but yeah so anyway that's a cool game yeah it's awesome um, and then my other fun thing that I did this weekend was I finally got out to a market. Uh, I jumped in like super, super last minute to a market at a local brewery. Um, it was called a- uh, HTX Geek Fest. Um, it was just kind of like a lot of vendors that I know from uh, different like Comic Palooza and other shows like that. So it was actually like so much fun to just get out and like see people again. And I got to like pet dogs and like it was so nice to like be out of my house and like get to do a market again and like just talk to people like random strangers and stuff. But like everybody was so excited to be outside of their house too, that it was just like this mutual, like, Oh my gosh, how are you? Like to everybody. <laughs> it was awesome. That's fun. And, uh, I got to meet, uh, Jamie Lee Ogle. Cause, uh, she yes. does live in Houston, but she lives like all the way on the other side of town. Cause Houston is like massive. It's like over an hour away from like where she lives, uh, to where I'm at. And I was so happy that she came out. It was really, really nice to meet her because we talk all the time, like in the during the pandemic, but we've never had a chance to like actually meet each other in person until yesterday. So it was really awesome. Was she boothing or she was just coming to the market? Because she sent me a yeah, picture. Yeah, she just came of... to visit. Yeah. Okay. She sent me mm-hmm. a picture and said, look who I saw today. I'm like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She came out to Carbach and just said hi for a little while. Uh, I met her son and it was just really nice. It was awesome. Um, and then Speaking right. of our wonderful, wonderful listeners, uh, I have a gift that I got in the mail from uh, Mr. Lightning and Arrows. Uh, Andrew, did you get this as well? I think I I did not, at least okay, not yet. As far as I okay, because Patrick got it, so I assume yours is on the way. So I'm I'm sorry I'm spoiling this slightly, uh, but I definitely wanted to say thank you, like on the air, Ernie, because this is just amazing, Ernie. So he made these like stickers with all of us that say. Uh, Master of One Network that he did these drawings of us. It's really awesome. And then he what does it say it, on like, the what does it say on the bottom of it? It says featuring the master categories: pop culture, entertainment, designer sensibilities. Okay, awesome. <laughs> he also sent like a huge pile. Like I can't even hold them all in my two hands of like 
cool stickers and decals and stuff and uh a few pins as well so this is awesome thank you so much man this is just great (laughs) yeah ernie's pretty spectacular i think i have probably most of those stickers and buttons from over the years of of him sending me stuff or us running Mm -hmm. into him at various events and i had to catch up you know yeah you did he's such a rad (laughs) such a rad dude and uh man he's a he's a keen listener (laughs) He, he if is, we, if yeah. we ever need facts checked, he is the fact checker. He's the factotum of the, the unofficial factotum of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> you actually reminded me that I have a fact that I needed to correct from last week by saying that. Um, okay. I said made a huge mistake and I don't know what happened to my brain and why I said this, but I said that uh, Aaron Sorkin directed the Oscars. It was Steven Soderbergh. Total brain ah. fart. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I, I even had it in my notes, Aaron Sorkin. I don't know why that happened. I just got it totally wrong. Okay. <laughs> I see less of it. Well, I, I, of course, I didn't. I didn't watch them, but yeah. I see. I could understand it being Sorkin if they wanted it to be more. Uh, if they wanted it to be slightly yeah. different. Um, I think huh, it was maybe the like S last name, and maybe that actually made sense to me. I don't know. It just uh, we all make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, we all make. Did anyone? Did anyone actually correct you on that? Yeah, Kreider got me. Oh, <laughs> so what thank you for getting me. Good lord, nothing gets past that guy. <laughs> I'm glad though that he corrected me because that's like very wrong. <laughs> like I'm 100 percent wrong. <laughs> yeah, J.J. Abrams did the Emmys uh, this year. So yeah, exactly. Remember that. <laughs> We're just spreading facts along the way. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I did a few things. I played a few things. Uh, I, I watched a couple things. But first, before we started, you had asked me like how, how my weekend was. Let me tell you about how uh-huh. my weekend was. So like uh, the the weather in Texas has been nuts this past week. Um, mm-hmm. Severe, severe thunderstorms, flood floods, and uh, crazy storms. General On nastiness. Just general garbage town. Um, <laughs> the other day on the first storm the first stormy day i think it was like thursday i want to say it was thursday um was like the first major storm um a tornado went right past my house like i was i'm on the second story and i can see out um and i can see um like all the lights and things at the you know down the street or whatever where where my uh apartment is and um I started hearing like it was really windy already. And then I started hearing like Mm -hmm. this, like really loud sound. Um, and then accompanied by that, it got really dark outside. Like I couldn't see between, like it was already dark, but I could see street lights and I could see like signs and lights and things like that. But then it went completely opaque, like completely black. I couldn't see any of that stuff anymore. And then my doors, I have double like French doors and they started going and like, we're trying to push in. Um, oh my god! If they weren't like double latched, they would have totally blown completely open. Uh, it was Jeez. crazy, and and yeah, it was like that happened about three minutes after I got a an alert that said um, tornado warning. Um, like, hey, there's a tornado warning in your area. Be on the lookout. And then Jeez. that happened. It was it was it was crazy. And then after a couple minutes of that, then I feel then like it they could alert and, you a little earlier than three minutes, perhaps like <laughs> tornadoes are tornadoes are, are tricky because they just kind of pop up and then they're not like hurricanes where you can see them coming. They, the, the best I they guess can do true, is say, yeah. the best they can do is say conditions are tor- you know, the, the conditions are such that they, they can perpetuate a, a tornado. But yeah, it was, it was bonkers. I think it was probably just in the field just on the other side of like the little street that, you know, the, the little driveway to down, uh, down at the bottom. 
I think it mm-hmm. was just there. When I when I went out the next morning, there wow. was all sorts of like tree debris and stuff and like mm-hmm. dead baby birds <laughs> that had been blown Aww. out of there. Yeah. Uh, I saw three dead baby birds um, mm. in the last couple of days. Uh, That's sad. Just crazy. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then on Saturday, yeah, Saturday, mm-hmm. Friday, Friday or Saturday, Friday. Um, still raining both those days right but it was it was it was friday night um i was was heading out and i was taking my trash out and it was just raining at that point it was just kind of just a little bit of raining at that point but uh i was walking to the the area to take my trash out and about 50 feet in front of me uh no 50 yards in front of me not 50 feet 50 yards in front of me first like all the hair on my my arms stood up and the hair on my neck stood up and then i for the first time i've ever heard this i heard this electricity sound going like like that and then lightning struck about 50 yards in front of me so loud like my ears were ringing because it was so loud and I, i saw it strike um, just on the other side of the fence into the ground, it Dude. scared the heck out of me. Like I was, yeah, I was booking it after that. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to freaking die. Um, yeah. by a lightning strike. It was between the, the tornado and the lightning, the, the close call on the lightning strike. Jeez. I, it was, it was, a. Uh, I stayed inside uh, like the entire day on Saturday, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's so, a good bet. Sounds like um, Mother Nature's like coming for you. Yeah, I, it has a vendetta against me. But that's crazy. Being, being inside did give me um, a couple of things to to do. I, a couple of books that I bought and a couple of games that I'm playing. One of the one of which nice. I'm talking about in my uh, master category. But um, here here are two books that I got. Uh, very different books. One is Gravity Falls: The Lost Legends. Oh. So this is a it's a um, a graphic novel that's comprised of four different stories uh, cool. that expand the universe of Gravity Falls. Um, and there's callbacks to the show. There's callbacks to stories that you already know without like without spoon feeding you. Like there's there's items that they have that they reference and and they will reference characters that gave them to them, but not tell the whole back the backstory. And even in that conversation, oh. Cooper and I we're reading them together and Cooper was like, Oh yeah. Cause I remember when he gave him that key from that episode, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Um, they're incredibly awesome. well-written, incredibly funny. They're so smart and so well-written. If you've not watched gravity falls, you're missing out. That show is so well, so well-written and so well-produced. Um, and, uh, so this is just an, ex- like an expansion of that. And I'm really excited about it. The art in it is fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's written by Alex Hirsch, who is the creator, the show creator of it. Yeah. I was going to ask um, who writes so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So all, f- the, all four of the adventures are written by him. The whole book is done by him. So, um, it's je- definitely awesome. just an extension of it. And so many people have wanted yeah. it to come back that the idea of having this kind of feels like it is an additional season, um, which is yeah. nice. Is there a reason why it like didn't come back? Well, or? it's a it's a story. There's a main yeah. arc that happens. It's not like it's not episodic, uh, like typical cartoons are. There is a there is a mm-hmm. a through line that goes, and it's a very specific, intentional through line. Now there are episodic antics that occur, but everything builds on itself. It's a it is a continuous okay. story. So the story ended. So it's one of those things where like you know it's it's it it ran its course. Um, yeah. And so things like this help maybe it'd be nice if they did like a movie, like a movie would be cool. Like an extended, mm-hmm. 
thing. I, I don't know. Maybe that's in the works. I don't know. But it's it's really neat. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that's like it. an awesome idea. Yeah. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, I talked about uh, the 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 guy Action Bronson who has that show. Fuck it, that's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an amazing show, and I've talked about it several times. Well, on four twenty, he released a book. <laughs> Um, that's called "Fuck It, I'll Start Tomorrow," uh, and it's it's <laughs> Love the a, design. <laughs> uh, right? It looks like Aaron Draplin did it, right? Um, yeah, it's a book about his story so far. And so, like we said in that conversation, he lost 180 pounds over the pandemic, um, just mm-hmm. eating specific things and getting really intentional about you know working out and whatever. So this book is a bit of a a, a story through of that. I'm I'm only one chapter into it so far. So I'm excited to, to read it, but it's, uh, it's all about him and like what got him to where he was and then where he is now and in the story so far. And it's, yeah, it's called action Bronson. Fuck it. I'll start tomorrow. A true story. Um, and that's it. The back that's is awesome. just completely blank. <laughs> like there's no like further, <laughs> there's no further, uh, to, to read about it. Um, so you just gotta dive in. Yeah. And he writes like he talks, which is would be infuriating from a grammatic from a grammatical standpoint because it's not grammatically correct the, the book is not grammatically correct <laughs> there was a part of me that the first couple of pages in i was like man did they not edit this did they not proof this and then i realized <laughs> oh like no this is how he talks so that he is writing it how he talks um and i appreciate that i appreciate that he's not yeah. like you know like what's being produced doesn't look like it's coming from some uh, you know, uh, ghostwriter scholar, something. right? Yeah, it's not. It's not yeah. scholarly. It's not you know uh, more ethereal or more uh, unapproachable than how he normally is. It's it's just him talking. So I I actually really like it for those purposes. Um, so you can check out that book, uh, especially if you're inside hiding from tornadoes and lightning. And then <laughs> the the other game that I played um, is a game called Zombicide. Have you heard of this game? Mm-mm. Okay, so Zombicide, I've heard about it several times over the years, and I've never picked it up. I've seen it in game stores, never picked it up. Well, Chris uh, Petrosky, I guess they did a reprint of it, and like a Kickstarter reprint of it, and in this reprint, they did a whole bunch of new stuff, including like a, uh, a campaign uh, that goes along with it, and many, many expansions you play, and, and there's... Uh, so the quick synopsis of this game is um you have these these tiles that make up a map and you play different Mm -hmm. you you play different scenarios and different scenarios have different objectives um and Mm -hmm. uh it's you and five other survivors trying to survive a zombie apocalypse um regardless of whether you're playing by yourself I think you can. Ha- I think you have to have at least two people. Whether you're playing just with two people or all six people, you always play all six characters. So you pick oh. six different survivors, and so the three of us were playing. So each of us had two survivors both times we played. This um, makes me believe there may be a high death rate. <laughs> well, there's 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 not actually. There can't be. Oh, because so far all of the objectives or all of the the scenarios that we've played have required all party members all survivors to make oh. it to the end of the game um so without going too deep into like the mechanics of it uh each player has or each character has their own set of skills and their own things that they bring to the table and so when you're picking characters it's good to kind of see okay 
this character has medic abilities, which can heal people. This this character mm-hmm. is really good with ranged weapons. This character is really good with with melee weapons. Um, this character moves can move really far down the board, like all all sort all sorts of things like that. As you build yeah, your party, yeah. um, and because he got like the all in deal, there are uh, there there's like probably a hundred or so survivors to choose from. Maybe not quite. Oh, that's that many. really maybe, cool. Maybe eighty, and and what they do. I mean, that's a lot. They, <laughs> yes, and each one. It's a cool mini or not game. So I don't know if you're familiar with cool mini or not, but uh, cool mini or not, mm-hmm. uh, they do a lot with like with dimensional minis, okay, not like standees or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a ton of minis with this game. Um, that's cool. And and each character, most of the characters, I believe, especially the expansions are all based on real people. So like there's a there's a Penn oh, and Teller, fine. there's a Serena <laughs> Williams, there's a Kevin from Home Alone, but they all have they all have different names, but they're designed after Yeah, yeah. um the, he has an expansion like, that has four presidents, so you can play as Barack Obama or <laughs> Trump or somebody else. Um and uh the bad guys are similar like the 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 zombies they have these abomination zombies that are like these massive <laughs> ones and a lot of the expansion ones are oh you can play as Danny Trejo and he actually is Danny Trejo like his character says Danny Trejo um and if I you feel get like the machine call Danny Trejo and be like hey do you want to do this and he'd be like absolutely uh, yeah exactly his character <laughs> comes in its own little box like it's not in an expansion with other things it's just one survivor character with his card um, that's awesome and uh gabriel which i believe is a playoff of angel from uh from buffy the vampire slayer oh sure <laughs> um, <laughs> but then there are uh like these abominations and these abominations uh abomination zombies are played off of like folk uh like like there's a slender man that they call like lanky man oh. and mm-hmm. there's like an it like a pennywise type character and sure. like all these things and so there's so many ways to expand this um and there's so many zombies they have walker zombies which are the easiest to kill they have runner zombies they have <laughs> fatties which are big fat zombies and they have abominations <laughs> um and there's just there's just so many I, i'll send you a picture lauren um, yeah, and we, yeah. We can post it. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll post it on our on our social just to see how mm-hmm. quickly it gets out of hand. Like when they spawn zombies, you can quickly be six. Like you can be outnumbered six to like forty. <laughs> like yeah. like it, it gets it gets dicey quickly. Speaking of dice, the whole game, the way that you the way that you mm-hmm. beat characters is uh, you roll dice to see what the you know what determinate what determines what you're able to do. Um, like if you have a weapon card in your hand, uh, it might say you get two dice to, and, and the only way to hit is to get a four or higher. Um, mm-hmm. and so you roll dice and, and see how it goes. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Again, there's a lot, there's lots, there's lots that at play with it. It sounds really, really cool fun. Game. It is a really fun game. And so, uh, it would be fun to, to bring more people together to play it. But like I said, he got the all in deal. And so he has, mm-hmm. he has, I mean, all the fun stuff. Box after box after <laughs> box. Like I'm not kidding when I say Lauren. You oh my gosh! Doing, that it's probably about this wide in terms of how many boxes he has by about this tall. It's Whoa. he has every he has so every component. How big you can are get. like the each miniature? Like the miniatures you know are like I'm this. Saying? They're like this big. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're decent like size. About like an inch, inch, two inches, something like that. Yeah. Uh. So they they scale obviously, but like the main yeah, characters yeah, but like the are basic guys. Yeah, yeah. The main characters, the survivors and the walkers, are, are going to be about um an inch tall, and then mm-hmm. like the abominations can get 
can get quite large. Like there's some abominations that are like this big. Yeah. I'm picturing um, like the little guys in the game for the thing that Mondo did. Yeah, like, exactly like, like that. That's exactly okay, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, That's awesome. I love zombie movies. So I feel like it'd be fun to just like pick through their like list of survivors and stuff and get all the jokes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's there's a lot. There's so many. There's a queen. There's a queen of England. Yeah. It's she, She's called <laughs> her royal majesty. And she looks like the queen. But she's got this big like um, like this two handed like uh, road like rotary gun with a backpack <laughs> with like all the shells on it. And then there's a Winston Churchill. Um, yes. I think he's called the prime minister. It's like it's the characters <laughs> that they have are super crazy. They're so funny. yeah. They I have love the rock, that not, like the exact name either. So you have to like figure it out. Oh, yeah, you got like, the joke. But the that's art, funny. the art on the cards is very, very clear who they are. Like, oh the, yeah, yeah. Like the card art is like the character art is 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 really nice. So I I played as the rock. I can't remember his name in the game. Who else and I played could as you choose chi- as chi- exactly? And I played as childish <laughs> Bambino, um, <laughs> childish Gambino, not Bambino. Oh, I was thinking that was the like cute. No, play that would have been fun. <laughs> no, no, I just misspoke. Yeah, the uh, childish Gambino uh, from This Is America, like where he's kind of shirtless in his khakis yeah. and he's leaned back with, with his beard. Gun. Yeah, yeah, with a beard. Mm-hmm. That's the that's what his miniature looks like. Um, oh, that's cool. So it's it's really neat. It's really fun. Um, we should play. This sounds like sometime. a game I would definitely like. When yeah. you come into town, we'll we'll go over to Chris's house and we'll we'll spend. It doesn't take terribly long to play either, which is what's crazy because there's there's a lot going awesome. on in it. So, all okay, right, it sounds that's, like it's those games that are like kind of broken up in missions feel a little quicker to me. I think sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I think that's enough about our weeks. Let's talk about our master categories. The categories are the dice that we rolled the week before, which give us our categories. We pick our topics based on those categories. Lauren, just go ahead. Okay. Um, So I'm going to talk about the art of the Mandalorian book because it's Star Wars Day, or it was yesterday. Yes. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, yesterday. So may the fourth be with you all. Yes. <laughs> I think today is Revenge of the Fifth. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget that, but I love it. What did you roll last week? I got art. So okay. I wanted right. to try and tie in Star Wars somehow because yeah, tis our holiday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually got this book a little while ago, but I haven't had a chance to like sit down and look at, through it. Um, but I did. And it's so much fun. They have like a ton of things in this book that didn't make it to the show. So I think that's like super cool to see. But like actually starting to read some of the, um, you know, actual text in the book was really cool because like a lot of actual interviews with like people who are involved with the show all of the concept artists um have little notes under the drawings of like what their inspirations were and stuff there's tons of interviews with like dave filoni and john favreau and like where they were getting ideas from and like <laughs> there's this whole thing about like uh john favreau and kevin feige going into the like star wars archives and like the archivists or whatever were like so impressed with kevin feige because he could identify like all of the star wars objects without help you know interesting yeah (laughs) yeah i just think it's like really cute so like it's very fun to like read this and hear that like those guys are as big of star wars dorks as we are um so i'm gonna try and like hold up a few pictures of some of the like cool things that are in here um so i can show you but they've got like a lot of stuff where it like builds through the whole thing from like um, storyboard, like drawing all the way to like finished paintings. And then mm-hmm. like, obviously we know where it leads to with this one. Um, this is kind of like drawings of like uh, Mando finding the little pod with uh, Grogu in it yes. before we knew he was Grogu. <laughs> um, and then they do have big splash pages of those like 
paintings that are like the ones in the credits, but there's new ones. So I think it's really awesome. And the book is like structured where like it has like a long intro kind of going through how they came up with the ideas for the show and things like that. Um, And then it kind of goes into like each episode as different chapters and breaking down like the new things that they made for each of those. So I thought that was like pretty cool because like there's so many new characters and settings in each one. Oh, and I, I have to show this. This is like a really great one. This is like an early concept they had, I guess, where like um, Mando's like holding up Grogu to like all the other Mandos. And they said this was a direct nod to Lion King for John yeah. Favreau because yeah. he's like holding him up just like that. <laughs> just like Rafiki holds up Simba. Yeah, but like apparently like the concept artists were like straight up, this is for you, like as a Lion King joke, which I, I love that they're just like as involved, like I said, with like the nerdy side of this, like they're really getting a kick out of it too. And ribbing John Favreau at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like it's really fun though. Like I think that's really cute. Um, And I have to mention that there are a lot of sketches in here actually done by Dave Filoni, which I think is really cool to see. Um, I don't know if you knew that he does like a lot of like little concept sketches for like Rebels and things like that. So it's like super cool to see like his artwork in here. Like there's like four pages devoted to like different little Grogu's. There's some that just look like a little green baby. And like I was reading like how they were saying like um, Grogu needed to be cute, but not too cute because he's still like 50 years old and like Yoda is not exactly cute. So like he still has to look like a Yoda. So there's a lot about like how they were deciding to like do his eyes and like what makes him so cute or not. Um, and they had this thing in here that I thought was fun. Um, they had like a lot of drawings with him wearing this little like hood. Oh that, yeah. Like you can totally see later evolved into like the actual little just the um, cowl. floating pram, you know, because it looks oh, like round exactly yeah. like that. And in tons of the uh, concept art and like storyboards, you can see that he still has that. So that must have been an idea that they stuck with for like quite a long time. Sure. Which I think is just like neat to see that they were like really into that idea and like, you know, just kind of tweaked it later and made it into the um, the like floating ball thing. So he was originally, though, going to just have like a hoodie on. But now he ended up having just like a turtleneck, essentially. Yeah, yeah. It's actually like the same idea. They just took the hood off because they mm-hmm. wanted to be like um, when little kids are wearing clothes that are too big for them. Yeah. Is that what they said? Yeah, yeah. I think that's like so cute. Um, And then they have like actual stuff with like storyboards. And it's fun to see these because like they're not all like precisely what happens in the show. So I love seeing things like that. Um, And then this was like one of my favorite pages. And I don't actually remember this being in the show at all. But it's um, all these concepts for like TIE fighter pilots based on Top Gun. So they have like the cool like um, jackets with all the patches and like drawings on their helmets and stuff. They kind of look like the fighter planes and like they're so cool. I get, I have to imagine that that's probably there, but not featured in the way that it's showing in the book. Like if you if yeah. you go back and watch it, you could probably see some of those some of that patchwork, but it's going it's not going to be the main focus of the shot. Yeah, it said this was in the, like, the gunslinger episode and I honestly don't remember this at all. And so I haven't had time to like check anything between reading this and um, right. in the episode. But like I'm I would really like this to show up later because these ideas are like really cool. And like, I think like rebels, they definitely like started the idea of like drawing on armor quite a lot, but I love that idea. And like seeing it in this like more real thing is like super cool. Cause um the, it's like where the, the nose part of the helmet goes up. They have like teeth drawn on kind of like old planes would have like a shark face or something on the side of it. Yeah. And so I just like, I love this idea. Like, please do this. This is so cool. And it'd be cool if maybe these are like defected TIE fighter pilots because like they obviously aren't like standard uniforms, you know. So there's just some like 
I don't know. It's really fun to look through this and be like, ooh, where are all these things going? And like, because that's not even something we've seen in the second season now that that's out. So uh, I'm so curious to like get more Star Wars. And we are getting more Star Wars like really soon. Like we're now technically in the middle of it, uh, looking into the future, you know. But uh, because we're getting like the Bad Batch show coming out, Mm -hmm. um, which (laughs) I realized like, why isn't Disney Plus doing a new show until like, freaking june with loki and then i was like wait they have a new show in between it's just not marvel <laughs> it's not marvel right yeah so speaking now of we're getting marvel. our yeah we're gonna you we should talk about that let's just wait let's just wait we'll talk about that when we have when we have patrick on or somebody else to to dialogue about it because there's we got bombarded today like we all woke yeah. up this morning as of record day with like like all the marvel news that no one was expecting <laughs> Uh, yeah. and it was, it was quite a feast for the eyes. Like lots, it was amazing. It's stuff. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I teared up watching that video as well. Oh, me too. Absolutely. Big time. Yeah. The one with the, like their celebration of movies, that whole thing. Yeah. Cause yeah. like one of the things I miss the most is like going to the movie theater with my friends and like we, we used to go see all the Marvel movies together and like, you know, I remember being there at midnight for Infinity War and Endgame and stuff. And so it's like, oh, I just want that back again. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Come on, Black Widow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it for my Mandalorian talk. Uh, happy Star Wars Day, everybody. What did you say? Revenge of the Fifth. Yes. There we go. Today will be the Revenge of the Fifth. Um, okay, let me just uh, talk briefly about, so I got, I rolled design and uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about a game and I'll give a quick synopsis of the game, but I'm going to more talk about the design process of the game. Um, so awesome. there's this game that's coming out and it's called Hidden Leaders. It's on Kickstarter right now. Uh, oh, I and, saw your drawing for this. It looks really cool. Yeah. So the game, I think you would absolutely love this game. Um, this game is kind of based on a, a fantasy world. It's a card game, primarily a card game, not really a board game. Although there is a board, but you're primarily playing with cards. Um, where there are four factions, uh, like the hill people, the water people, the undead, and then I can't remember what the red what the red group is. Um, but like mm-hmm. it's red, blue, green, and black. Those are the kind of the four main factions. And mm-hmm. you get dealt a leader. There are six leaders in the game. Um, and you get dealt one of these leaders at the beginning of the game. And it's a hidden identity game. So you get one of these leaders. And then okay. your goal is to try to make... These all of the leaders have two factions that can that are that are that will help them win. Either the red and the blue, or the green and the red, or black and green, like like that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So you, they're trying. Um, they're each assigned to two different factions. Uh, the point of the game is to try to move these these meeples across this board back and forth because you can move them forward or backward. Um, in in an in an effort to get the appropriate win condition for who your leader is. I know that sounds weird and I don't want to go into all the details of it because just go watch the video and you can see how the game actually works. Um, it's mm-hmm. really quite, really quite uh, nice and balanced game. So I've been, uh, I've been watching this game for a long time before it came out um, because I follow the artist who draws all the characters for it. I've been following him for the last year or two and mm-hmm. I've been seeing that this game was getting ready to come out and um, finally it is now out on, on Kickstarter uh, I backed it, and then I saw um, that the game was was hosting playtests, and they were they put it out that they're willing, you know, if anyone wanted to playtest the game, just join this Discord group. 
So um, I got a link to I reached out to him, got a link to it, and um, have now been playing it with the game creators and with a whole community of people who are helping build this game as it's in development. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really, really neat. And it's been a cool... Uh, a cool experience to be a part of the development process, to be able to ask questions, to be able to play test and give um, real-time feedback, to be able to play the game with the actual game creators on like Tabletop Simulator or on Tabletopia. Um, And uh, it's just been a really, really unique and cool, fun experience. I wish... Um, so they put the entire game out on Tabletop Topia or on Tabletopia and on Tabletop Simulator. You could mm-hmm. go play it right now if you wanted to. Um, oh, how cool! I know. So I'm going to put a link to all that in the show notes. Um, so you can go play this game right now. Uh, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna host a game of it for all of our patrons. If you want to join, um, yeah. I mean not just patrons. I'll just put it out this way. I'm gonna host a game. For anybody who wants to play, not just for our patrons. Okay. Um, yeah. And I'll, I'll put something out here in the next week or so if you want to play that. We are hosting a, a different game for just patrons, um, but this will be uh, this will be something that you can anyone can have access to. Uh, but the process has been really cool to watch how they go through the design. And yeah. even at this phase in the game where you would think that it looks like if you're looking at the Kickstarter right now, it looks really complete. And from yeah, a visual, I, ch- I checked this out when you posted it, and like I thought it could have been done, honestly. Like it looks it, like it. It, it and know, it, like, it is. They have very to be well, close, but yeah, yeah, it's very well done in terms of like the main mechanics of the game. That's all locked in in terms of uh, even like most of the primary art. That's all. That's all completed. But mm-hmm. they're still going through even through the through the uh, the Kickstarter. They're still going through development shifts and changes in how cards play and what cards do. And so they're engaging the community to say, um, so engaging the community to say things like they have different channels for like brainstorming ideas, feedback, um, and, and all the way from the art of the cards to how the cards function to how the cards are written. Like, does this make sense? Do we need to write this in a different way? Because, um, Mm -hmm. this is not, uh, this is not an English first game. This I, I can't. I don't know where these people are oh. from. The the creators of this game are overseas. They're in Europe somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's already a ton of supported languages for this game. So they're really going through this process awesome. of saying, yeah. When you sign up for the Discord, you sign up as one of four regions um, because you say like, hey, this is where I'm at. Um, and you can play games with people from all over the world, but you uh, you mm-hmm. recognize that not everybody reads things the same way. Um, and so just having conversations between like, hey, should it say and slash or? Should it say and uh, and or? Should there be a symbol instead? Should that be bold? Should that be small? So like there's lots of give yeah. and take from the developers as the design of this thing kind of comes to fruition. So there's a, a handful of days left uh, probably about a week left um, by the time this episode airs for you to back this game. It is very, very low cost. It's $24 in, in American money. Oh, wow. Um, $24. That is not expensive. Uh, and um, it, it's the art is fantastic. The gameplay is fantastic. And the community, you can you can still join the, the community. I'll put a link in our show notes that invites you to the Discord channel where you can actually be a part of the playtesting and a part of the community oh, awesome. to help develop the game. So they're very open to that. Um, part of the other thing that they're doing, I drew that I drew that picture of Sira, who's one of the leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in my sketchbook. It's awesome. And I just posted it in the community and said, I'm just so excited about this game. I don't typically draw fan art of board games, but I mm-hmm. just love, I was in love with the art for it. And so I just had to sketch it. And when I did that, then uh, one of the creators of the game, there's three guys. Uh, one of the creators of the game was like, let's do a fan art contest. Um, oh, you like kicked it off. That's awesome. He said he had, he said he had batted the idea around, but no one had created anything yet. And so I created that art and he uh, yeah they they created the this now fan art contest so we have lots of artists in our community mm-hmm. the fan art contest goes until may 10th you can win some things um and there's nice. three different there's three different tiers there's like chil- a children tier there's a professional tier and a non-professional tier so um several different chances to win you don't have to be a professional illustrator or whatever in order to to enter um and i love that they no- actually separated that that's good on them yeah, it's it's smart. Yeah. So um, anyway, Hidden Leaders, it's a light strategic deduction game. I 100 uh, percent. Well, I do back it literally. But then also <laughs> uh, but also um, uh, it's it's I 100 percent promote it. I think it's very, very cool. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. small. It's going to it's going to live very easily on your shelf and it will look really, really nice. It takes only 20 or 30 minutes to play, depending on how many players you're playing with. Um, it's oh, a quick cool. play, easy to play really pretty game and the community is really the, the the creators of the game have done a really good job um of inviting the community in through the design process and and for that i think they need to be commended so so like when you back in on kickstarter like is the game like just the card deck or like do you get a bunch of other stuff like um tell me more so you get the four mm-hmm. factions and i think each faction has like 20 different okay. heroes in those factions and the the heroes um each hero is unique uh, there's not mm-hmm. there's not multiples of the heroes so there's each unique hero so there's a ton of character design in this game so you got to think there's four factions yeah. with like 20 heroes on each faction you're you're looking at 80 heroes are like 80 characters yeah um, the artwork is a is so cool for this it game. is so cool. i really like it yeah and then you get the six leaders the six faction leader or the six uh the six leaders not faction leaders the six leaders um and uh then you get the uh you get the emperor who has died i have i haven't gone into like the backstory of the game but there is a whole lore mm-hmm. and backstory um oh, i love that yeah and part of the part <laughs> of the um the community the discord community is there's a channel for just people who want to uh learn more about the lore and create stories within that lore as well um which oh, is really, really fun. which is really neat um and so you get those you get the board which is uh a, a decent size like little you know rectangular board that's essentially a tracker but it has really pretty art on it um mm-hmm. and you get two meeples that are that are screen printed with the the two main factions that you're trying to compete against um and then uh, various other cards like discu- uh, description cards and, and various things like that. So mm-hmm. it's a really like low um, low barrier in terms of like the components. There's not a ton of components, but every every component that you have is very well designed and has lots of beautiful art on it. Um, yeah, totally. So yeah, that's that's what you get with it. Um, I uh, I could go on and on about it and and read more about the lore um but i think you should just if you if you care about it if you're interested in it go check it out in the links that i put in the show notes um because there's a lot to to discover when when you're part of it so um anyway yeah, for I'm those of you who check create games um i would follow their lead in the development process don't be so closed-handed or closed-fisted with it that uh like you're holding everything so close to the chest 
that, and, and I understand like you don't want to give away everything ahead mm-hmm. of time. Like there's, you know, you don't want someone to steal your idea or somebody to whatever, but like they've been so open handed with it. And I think it's making the, the, what will the, the end product that everyone will end up having is going to be so much better because it was, it ended up being a community developed game. Um, yeah. And so, and then I especially would, like that whole community of people will now be like so much more invested in it because oh, yeah. like you all like helped make it, you know, like, and you feel like a piece of it, you know, yeah. They're all, yeah, everyone will end up championing it um, and advocating for it from their own, you know, from their own perspective. So, um, that's awesome. Anyway, go check it out, Hidden Leaders. Uh, that's my pitch. Okay, I think that's it for this episode. We've covered quite a few things, even though it's only was only the two of us. Uh, this episode's mm-hmm. a bit shorter than usual, but that's okay. Um, you can uh, now have more time to go look at some of the stuff we talked about in this episode. Uh, we mm-hmm. look forward to seeing Patrick back next week, but before we do that, let's roll our dice to figure out what we're going to talk about. I got an 18, which is food. I'm so hey. excited. All right. I've never gotten this before. <laughs> All right. I need to roll my other one. I got a one, so past food. Past food, yes. Here we go. I rolled a seven and a three. Seven is design. Design. (laughs) Got it again. All right, fine. I guess (laughs) I'm the master of art and design, so I shouldn't complain. Uh, I know. You'll think of something. And I think Patrick is still going to hold on to his from last week, which was technology or no, no, no. He got the the podcast YouTube one, which was like his category idea. So that's going to be fun. Yes. So uh, so stay tuned for that one. Okay, you can Mm -hmm. find show notes and links to all the stuff we talked about over at M of one dot network. While you're there, join the Slack community. Join the conversation there. While you're there, you can also find some pins and some uh, some stickers and some other fun goodies. Uh, You can find an archive with hundreds of hours of content. And uh, what else? There's just a bunch of stuff. Uh, join us on Patreon uh, to support the show financially. Two, four, or six dollars. Mm-hmm. There are goodies for you um, if you are a patron and you are a backer on on Patreon. Uh, I believe this week you'll get your first Patreon exclusive episode, which is a fun little peek behind the curtain of some things. We're not going to tell you exactly what it is. If you want to hear it, become a patron. Um, it was fun. It was yes, a really good one. It was fun. It was really fun. Uh, Patreon.com slash M of one podcast is how you can join that. And uh, what else? What else? What else? I don't know. Like, rate, review, subscribe, all the different platforms. You know the drill. We have mm-hmm. uh, we have episodes on YouTube that are coming out with uh, dis- the uh, Dungeons and Designers. We have some drawing board stuff, uh, hopefully, to announce within the next week. So stay tuned to all of our social platforms. And we will we'll just continue to make this stuff happen. Uh, Mm -hmm. because it's so so much fun but for now this episode we're gonna call it quits i'm andrew i'm lauren peace out adios